0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Ask the Pastors. Good to be joined by Travis. It's been a little while, hasn't it? It's glad to be back. The question we're going to address this week is a timely one because it does lean into some things coming up. The question was, uh, how does prayer bubble up practically at First Family? We could say, how does it show up or how is it seen in the you know, everyday life of First Family? So I think it's a really good question because uh, there's a lot we want to say about it. Um, Let's just try to answer it first by asking you, Travis, what are some ways that you see prayer kind of surfacing visibly within the life of our church?
1: Yeah, I hope uh, the places that our church sees it the most is every Sunday morning. I think it's very visible there. So we spend time in prayer uh, publicly, Taylor or yourself, you lead the services and prayer is a normal part of every single worship service. And then also at the end of every service, we invite our prayer team to come up to the front and we encourage our people to um, pray with our elders or our prayer team. And so you'll see it visibly at at least every single Sunday morning. and know, we want to we want to
0: increase that
1: absolutely.
0: And, um, mm-hmm. But you're right; there is an effort to continue to make that very visible. That's right. True.
1: So we make it a part of our services, and then we make it a part of our uh, community life as well. And so our small group leaders, one of their main responsibilities, is to lead their group in prayer every single week. So our small groups should spend um, a decent amount of time, a good chunk of their meeting time spending time in prayer, and so I send them some guides on how to um, divide up the genders. They don't all have to do that, but we encourage them to spend time taking prayer requests, mm-hmm. praying for their prayer requests, and then checking up on their people every single week.
0: And that's been kind of a um, a good change for mm-hmm. us to where, like you said, we split men and women often. Mm-hmm. How many small groups probably do that, you think? Um, more than half,
1: maybe wow. 60%, I would say, do, okay. from what I hear back, um, so yeah, I think, Guys and girls are a little bit more free to share in in a safe, you know, gender-specific mm-hmm. environment. So I think
0: you're right. Yeah. And so they've been splitting. And mm-hmm. our group, I can attest to this personally, I think our group spends as much time in that prayer, yep. mm-hmm. uh, in those prayer circles, yep. than we probably do in the discussion. Absolutely. Whereas before, we probably like opened in prayer, closed yep. in prayer, maybe went around for requests. Yep. I love this new way of just saying split up. And, and there's just a lot of lengthy praying. Yep going on among the men and women, which is good for us. That's great. Yeah. So, so hopefully we'll
1: see it in those small groups. And then also, I think it's a normal part of our uh, children's ministry and youth ministry. Mm. And so they, we encourage them and, and continue to keep that a, a normal part of their regular gatherings as well. And I know that's true of Campus Collective, as uh, I've been able to be up there a couple times, is we want to make prayer a normal part of every gathering that happens at First Family Church. Again, it's aspirational. It's something that we continue to desire Mm -hmm. to be more um, uh, regular or um, a larger portion of those times, but we want prayer to be evident in everything we do.
0: We say a lot that prayer is our first and best action, but I I don't know if you're like me, Travis, it's hard Mm -hmm. to think that way. Mm -hmm. It's hard to realize this is the best thing I can do right now. Mm -hmm. And so I want to make sure that that whoever asked the question, there is a practical way that prayer surfaces, and that's good for us, but it comes from a principled belief that prayer is not really a program, is it? No, it's not. We don't say there's youth ministry, prayer ministry. Prayer undergirds and is involved in everything, like you said. And so we're always, I love the word aspirational. It's something we're aiming for, Mm -hmm. which is one of the reasons that we are um, entering into a 31-day A time period of prayer and fasting in May. Mm -hmm. So this is not really new to First Family. In some ways, we have for a number of years always had two annual emphases in which we would give specific. Mm -hmm. I think we did forty days of prayer and fasting for a while. This year, we're choosing to um, to do this over two months at different times. So in May, we'll have thirty-one days of prayer and fasting, and then in October, we're going to have the same thing—thirty-one days of prayer and fasting. Mm -hmm. Uh, this one in May is going to be centered around suffering. So we're going to spend our time praying in regards to suffering, kind of tying it into First Peter. 1 Peter, yeah, that's right. Um, and so there's some things we're going to be doing different this year during our time of prayer and fasting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just mention a couple of them. I'd like you to kind of talk about the small group. Sure. Maybe exercise we're going to be going after. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to open May and close May with two in-person prayer gatherings. Mm-hmm. So May 2nd is a Monday. Mm-hmm. And so from 6.30 a.m. to 7 a.m. on that Monday morning, we're going to invite the whole church to come together here in the worship center, and we're just going to have a Spirit-led, Scripture-fed time of prayer. Um, Then we'll do that on the last day of May, which is May 31st to Tuesday, 6.30 to 7 in the morning, kind of early uh, for some people. Some it may not be that early. Um, But uh, we want to begin and end that month with a corporate in-person gathering just of praying together. Elders will be available during that time to pray over people who need healing, uh, direction and guidance. There'll be individual prayer groups. There'll be some uh, solitary moments of silence for prayer. So it'll not be very long, but we'd encourage folks to come by, pray, maybe go into work after that, or bring your children Hmm. and pray together and you can head back home. Uh, And the same thing, of course, at the end as well. In between the two gatherings that are in person, we're going to be hosting an online daily prayer gathering on the weekdays, so Monday through Friday, and that will be 630 to 645. And so that also will be Scripture-fed, Spirit-led. But we're going to encourage every first-family family or individual just to be to gather uh, at their TV or their computer and pray together for 15 minutes. That's right. So it's a, we're calling for a little more action and participation, but uh, it when we're praying, we can do nothing greater yeah, than that's to right. pray absolutely. And so just kind of hear that. You'll hear more about it. Mm-hmm. You'll see some things in print. There'll be links on our website. But we are going to ask that every day in May we gather together in some fashion and pray as a collective body mm-hmm. and worship the Lord in that way. Mm-hmm. Regarding fasting, walk us through some things we're going to try to do during the month of May for our small groups. Yep.
1: So our small groups meet on a regular day of the week each, uh, each week. And so we're going to encourage them to um, get their people to fast the day that they meet and then to break their fast when they come together for small group that night. So our group meets on Tuesday nights. So we would dedicate Tuesdays to fasting and then we would break our fast when we come together for Mm -hmm. a small group either that could be a meal that they enjoy together or a snack they come together and so just uh, another time to just um, as a group use that discipline of prayer as Mm -hmm. um, a way to encourage one another and to grow spiritually
0: yeah and i found that fasting and prayer do go together not just scripturally Mm -hmm. as a as a means of fighting uh you know satan Mm -hmm. But I have found that fasting makes me acutely aware of my dependence. Mm. And what usually happens is right. you go right to prayer because mm. you need the Lord. And you're you're brought face-to-face with the reality that I need communion with God more than I need food or anything That's right. else. That's right. And so uh, I would encourage you to really join these two disciplines together, especially during May, as we as a church not only practically try to find ways for prayer to bubble up, but we continue to principally keep Placing prayer as the foundation for everything we do. Hope that answers the question, not just simply. I hope it is simple all the way around, but I hope that also you see the heart behind that among uh, our elders. So, anything you want to add to that regarding how prayer bubbles up here, no, at first family? I, I love that. That is uh, the heartbeat of the
1: elders. That we want to continue to make prayer, yeah, a greater. Um, part and and priority of everything we do. And so hopefully we'll see that in years to
0: come. I hope so. We'll see that come true. Thanks guys for joining us for Ask the Pastors. We'll see you next time.